Welcome to Valley Creek. We are a movement of hope for the city and beyond, and we're so glad you're listening to our podcast today. Whatever platform you're on, hit the subscribe or follow button so you get notified each week when a new message releases. Also, check out Valley Creek Plus for the latest resources to help you as you follow Jesus. And we'd love to stay connected with you. You can find us on your favorite social media platform or on valleycreek.org. Now let's join with all our campuses as we jump into our message today. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Valley Creek. We're so glad to have you with us today. My name is Jason. I get to serve as the campus pastor here at the Flamont Campus. And if this is your first time with us, welcome. Hope is here. Uh, everyone is welcome and Jesus changes every, everything. So I want to just invite you to just be here to experience all that God has for us today. And I want to direct your attention to the seat back in front of you. You can scan a QR code there to find out a little bit about who Valley Creek is and what's happening here. But I want to make you aware of just a few announcements before we get started. One of those is that this week is movement night for our students. Movement night is where truly we activate hope in the lives of our 6th through 12th graders. So if you've never yet had a chance to be a part of what God's doing uh, here at Valley Creek and students, I really want to encourage you, check out Movement Night. There's some worship, there's a teaching, there's games, chance to meet some friends, and we would love to invite you to that. also want to let you know that we will be doing this year again the, uh, the Thanksgiving groceries. That is, we are preparing to uh, purchase... We're going to purchase and we're going to actually bring to the Next Step Center for a thousand, a, a week's worth of groceries for a thousand families this next week. So you got one week to prepare for it. You can check out all the information online. You want to kind of prepare your time that you'll bring it, uh, bring the, the, the groceries you're going to go shop for. It's an amazing experience. And quite frankly, it's really how we are hope for the city and beyond. And so we're going to do that starting next week. It'll start next week. We'll give you some more information online about that. All right. Well, we've been in a series called Kingdom Momentum, or Kingdom Culture, Kingdom Momentum, Kingdom Culture 101. And we've been experiencing Kingdom Momentum in our church. And we've been learning to live a life of values. And so living a life of values is really important because the values that are in here become the culture that's out here. The values that are in my heart become the culture that I experience in my life. And so today, we don't want to just have another weekend of hearing more about it. We want to have, have a chance to respond to what God is doing. You see, check out this verse uh, in Matthew chapter 11, or Luke chapter 11. It says, but even more blessed are all those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. And you can't just, just hear about it. You have to actually do something with it. You have to put it into practice. And so all of today, that's what we're going to do. We're going to respond to what God has been speaking over these past few weeks here at Valley Creek. And so I'm going to lead you through it. We're going to do some uh, response. We'll do some worship. And I'm going to kind of guide you through it piece by piece. But the first thing we want to do is we want to talk about the value. We are a family on mission. So we're a family on mission. We're not just uh, individuals in consumption. We're a family on mission. We're not just only children. We are brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. And so when Jesus came, he came to build a family unto God. When Jesus came, he came to bring back the lost sons and daughters and pull them into a house, pull them into a home called the family of God. And so because of Jesus, we are truly the beloved sons and daughters. That makes us brothers and sisters. And so part of what it looks like to be a family is to truly gather together, to have time as a family, to love as a family, to enjoy being a family, but not just a family, a family also on mission. 
That is a mission of God that goes to say, we're gonna seek and save that which was lost, the lost, hurting, and broken ones, to have the family, the brothers and sisters, go out into the world and pull them into this family. And so the first thing we're gonna do to practice being family on mission is that we're gonna connect with one another. Here's what we're gonna do. In just a second, we're gonna give a three-minute clock for you to connect with someone in the room. Now, some of y'all are like, I'm gonna figure out how to run out of here as fast as I can. And others of you are like, I love people. So here's what we're gonna do. We want you, we're gonna give you some questions up on the screen. Check these out real quick. So we want you to introduce yourself. Hello, my name is. And then we want you truly just to ask them about themselves. Everybody loves talking about themselves. So ask them a question. Ask them their family, their work, their school, how they got to Valley Creek. What's their Valley Creek story? So you can do that with the person beside you. You can do that with somebody across the room, but make a connection with somebody. We are, we are truly learning, practicing how to be family on mission. Ready? Three, two, one.
So that's part of what it looks like to be part of a church family is that you come into a place, you gather together, and we just believe by faith that is a house of miracles. That is a place where there's breakthrough. That is a place where things change. That is a place where we experience the goodness of God. And so when Jesus was with his disciples, when they were gathering together, he taught them what it looked like to be family on mission. He actually taught them how to pray. And as he prayed, he revealed something really profound. He revealed that when we pray, we know that we are family and we recognize the mission that we've been called to. Check this out in Matthew chapter six. Jesus told him how to pray. He said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. What he says is our Father. God's a good father, and he's our father, and we are his children. And then he says, not just children, not just a family, a family on mission. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So here's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna pray through each part of the Lord's Prayer. And as we do, I'm gonna lead you through it, and I just wanna go one section at a time. Part of what we wanna do today is we wanna just slow things down enough that we really take it in. Slow things down enough that we really are taught by Jesus. We learn how to do the things of the kingdom. We learn how to practice his presence. And so what if we just began to pray this kind of one line at a time, starting with our Father? Come on, what if you just told God, thanks for being a good Father. Thanks for being a good Father. You're good to us. He is your Father. God, you're my Father. And so I see you as that, as a good Father. I choose to trust in your goodness. I choose to trust in the fact that you are in relationship with me. You want to be in relationship with me. Come on, tell God he's your father. Thanks for being my father. He goes on to say, hallowed be your name. Just worthy is the name of the God. What if you just said to God, man, God, you're worthy. Your name is high. We lift up your name. Maybe raise your voice and just say, we lift up your name, Jesus. We lift up your name, Jesus. Special be your name. Holy be your name. Hallowed be your name. Your name's worthy. Your name is lifted high. We lift up the name of Jesus. Jesus, we, we praise you for your name. We give you all the glory. Hallowed be your name. And your kingdom come, and your will be done. Not our kingdom, not our will, your way. Come on, tell the Lord, we wanna see your kingdom come into our lives and into our families and into the world around us. Ask God to come and break through in whatever situations are going on in your life or places that you're familiar with. Speak on behalf of that, call down his kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, in my life, in my family, at my school, at my work, as it is in heaven. What if you ask the Lord to come into those places? Your kingdom come, your kingdom come, Jesus. Wherever his kingdom comes, that's where his will is done. We continue on, give us today what we need, our daily bread. Come on, can you just ask the Lord to give you what you need, just for today. Not for too far into the future. Not for where you're gonna forget about, you know, uh, what he's done in the past right now. You need his presence right now. We need you today, Jesus. You are the bread of life. So give us more of you, our daily bread, today. Come on, what if you ask the Lord, just be my provider. Be the one, maybe be my sustainer. Give me everything I need for today, for right now. Thank you for your presence right now. Daily bread today. Forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. Come on, who do you need to forgive? 
Who do you need to be able to just release something in your heart? I know this is the tough one. Is there any place in your heart that needs to forgive, just needs to be released? Just say, I release it in Jesus' name. Maybe whisper out a blessing over someone's name where you're like, I just want to keep living in forgiveness for them. I want to have an open heart towards them. You've forgiven us, Jesus. As far as the east is from the west, we can live in that full forgiveness of others. Maybe even just say, Lord, I just forgive them. I forgive them. Thank you for your forgiveness, Jesus. Thank you for your forgiveness, Jesus. Your forgiveness is pouring over, over every area of my life. Thank you for your forgiveness. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one right now, Lord. We just pray protection. Come on, what if you prayed protection? What if you prayed protection over your children? What if you played a protection over our church? What if you asked the Lord to truly protect us and guide us in everything? Lord, we just pray a protection over the people that we love and over our church family and over this city. Lord, protect your people because there are flaming arrows. There is a lion that's seeking to, to walk around and he's trying to devour those. His name is Satan. He's trying to come against the people of God. Lord, we ask for your protection. Guide us, lead us, move in us, carry us forward. Jesus, we ask all these things. So as a church, we pray as one family. We pray all these things, all these things confidently as your children with a good Father in heaven who hears our prayers when we pray them. We pray it all in your name, Jesus. Amen. Love me as you 
now may you know and rely on and receive the love of the Father, the love he has for you. You can go ahead wherever you're at and find your seat. So today we're just responding. We're responding to what God has already done and already spoken over these past few weeks and Throughout this series, that's exactly what we've been doing. We've been taking time to practice the values that we're learning about. And we've been in the value uh, that we are family on mission. And now we're really going to transform over and just start thinking about the fact that we do everything with all our heart. It's all about the heart. You see, uh, you got to guard your heart for it is the wellspring of your life. you got to guard your heart for everything uh, and every part of you flows from it. Many times we think of our heart as a part of our life, but in reality, it's actually life itself. Because as your heart goes, so does your life. And uh, the heart is the very center of who you are. It's, the very, it's your very personhood. It's the depth of who you are. And, and, and as your heart goes, so will the rest of everything. Literally, your heart determines the culture of your life. So on some level, if we look around and we're like, man, I just don't like my life. I don't like who I am. I don't like what it looks like sometimes. We think it's an out there issue. It's an in here issue. And it's not always um, them and this and, 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 and the things and the situations. A lot of times it actually starts right in here. You see, the heart work is the hard work. And so anybody who's willing to take that journey and say, I don't want to live with half a heart. I want to give the whole thing over to Jesus. I want to live with a whole heart. Jesus didn't come and die and resurrected again so I could live with a part of my heart, but with the whole thing. He deserves the whole thing. It's all his. So right now we're going to do some more heart work. Take a look at Psalm 139 with me. Search me, O God and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. What if we just had enough courage to let the Lord search our hearts? For the next few minutes, I wanna invite you to pray this bold prayer, a courageous prayer. Search my heart, Lord. See way down deep inside. Is there any part of it that's out of alignment? Any part of it that doesn't match your best for me? As the room quiets, as the band continues to play, take some time with Jesus and pray this courageous prayer.
as your heart goes, so your life goes. Because the values of your heart will determine the culture of your life. So Jesus loves you so much that um, he wants to have that conversation with us. To be searched, to be known, to see if anything is out of alignment with his best for our life. That is the goodness of God. So thank you for having that courage. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for praying that prayer, for taking that time. It's worth it. Jesus is worth it. Matthew chapter 11, Jesus tells us, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. That's what we're doing today. We're learning from the teacher. We're learning from the master. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There's somebody listening right now. You're the most restful you've been in weeks because we just have taken the time to slow it down and try to go heart to heart with God. So he wants to keep teaching us, to show us what he's like, what his kingdom is like, what his love and his heart is like. And he actually describes the heart of the Father in this passage. He says, the heart of God is gentle and humble. He comes to us gently. And he comes to us with humility, the kind of humility that would lead Jesus to lay down his life for us. Is the kind of heart that he invites us to experience gentle heart, a humble heart. Can I ask you a question? Would the people in your life describe you as gentle and humble? And if not, that's okay. That's a chance to learn. That's a chance to learn from the teacher. To experience more of what it looks like to live with a free heart, a healthy heart a whole heart. See, one of the greatest things that Jesus ever gave us was a chance to experience the wholeheartedness of communion. He reminded us that there's this way to interact with him. And so right now we're gonna take communion at all of our campuses and so the teams can begin to come forward. And as you take communion, it's really this experience with the heart of God. It's this reminder of his heart and his love for us. Um, it's his heart on display. And, and communion's for anybody who is called Jesus Lord. Anyone who wants to follow Jesus, you are welcome to take communion here at Valley Creek. And as you, as you do, um, I just believe that God wants to show us more of what his heart is like today. The gentleness, the humbleness of his heart. The story of communion is really a story of Jesus kind of exposing his heart to his disciples. And uh, on some level, the story that goes with communion just doesn't even make any sense at all. You see, on the night he was betrayed, he showed the disciples what it was gonna be like when his body was broken and his blood was shed for them. But before he did any of that or talked about any of that, he showed them worship and what it was like to gather as the church and as the people of God. And he showed them 
how to wash one another's feet. He literally knelt down and he washed the feet of the disciples. And probably one of the craziest parts of that story is that he lived with such a humility of heart that Jesus washed the feet of Judas, the very one who within the next 24 hours would betray him, the very one who had already plotted for his downfall. Jesus was so secure in the love of the Father and his heart was so pure and his heart was so humble and his heart was so known, his identity was so solidified in who he was that in that moment, he could serve the very person that wanted to kill him. I'll just tell you straight up, I don't understand that. I want to understand that. I want to live in that kind of level of gentle and humble, insecure, impure, in hopeful. I want to live with that kind of level of um, wholeheartedness. That's exactly what Jesus did. Can you even imagine for a second knowing what he knew about what the next few days would hold, understanding what he understood about the heart posture that Judas had, how he hadn't guarded his heart, how he let it slip over those years, over those times, and something had changed, this slow fade in the heart of Judas from, I'm excited to be a disciple, to I'm gonna figure out how to get 30 pieces of silver. That's a big heart drift. That's a big heart change. And the, the counter to that is Jesus washing his feet, looking him in the eye with eyes of love, talking to them about what was gonna happen as his body was broken, his blood was shed. That's a secure heart. That's a whole heart. So on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread and with his whole heart, said, this bread is like my body. My body's gonna be broken for you. My heart's gonna be pierced, literally. Literally, they took a spear and they pierced all the way into his side, up to his heart. And in that moment, Jesus' heart was physically broken so that your heart could be made whole. And his body was crushed so that your whole life could be put back together in Jesus' name. So he took the bread with his disciples and he said, every time you eat it, do it in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread together. In the same way he took the cup and um, he said, this cup is like my blood that's gonna be shed for you. And I just put this together as I'm standing here right now. Your physical heart is the thing that pumps your blood. The heart of the Father was the thing that gave us the blood of Jesus to bring us back to life, to bring us full forgiveness, to renew us when we were lost, hurting, broken, and desperate 
desperate for a savior. So Jesus took that cup and he said, this is a cup of a brand new agreement between God and man. A new promise, a new covenant. A promise of the forgiveness of sins. No longer will there be separation. No longer will there be shame or striving or trying to figure out how to heal your own heart. Now in Jesus' name, you can lean in and rely on what God has done, the healing that he offers, the forgiveness that he gives, the new heart that he's given you. He's taken your heart of stone. He's given you a soft heart, a heart of flesh in Jesus' name. So every time we take, we drink of this cup, we remember what Jesus has done. Let's drink of it together. So God, thank you that you make all things new. You've taken our heart of stone. You've given us a heart of flesh. You've taken our hard hearts. You've renewed them in your name. You've done for us what we couldn't do on our own. You did it all. So we choose to honor that by living with a whole heart. And even more than that, we focus on the fact that you loved us with your whole heart. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice in your name.
receive what he's done for us together. Let's agree with it now. Say this.
He's with you. He loves you. In Jesus' name, he doesn't leave you or forsake you. And he shows you how to live a life of values, how to actually like live like the kingdom is, how to experience things, to experience things in your life on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's part of what he's been doing today. It's part of what he's doing among us as a church. We've been truly practicing learning to live a life of values. I'm so proud of you. You did it, you're stretching, you're going for it, you're taking steps, you're saying yes, you're leaning into the spirit. And so, I know that may be really uncomfortable for some of us, that's okay, we're growing together. That's part of what it looks like to actually be a family on mission. That's what it looks like to to actually engage uh, our relationship with Jesus with our whole heart, with all of it, the whole thing. And so I'm really proud of you. Thanks for doing kind of all the pieces and parts of what we walked through today. I wanna encourage you, we got extra time today. So you do not, we even planned it for this service. So you got extra time to connect with somebody, to get prayed for, to do praying for, for somebody. If you need prayer for anything, we're gonna be right down front. We'd love to pray with you and for you. If you wanna give, giving is just, it's just something you do with all your heart. You can do that at the boxes as you go, or online at valleycreek.org. But as you go, it's a family on mission. With all our heart, you know, knowing that God is good, Jesus has forgiven you. You are loved and everything is possible. We'll see you back next week.